0: Just you in the face And you goes Hey let's stop let's, <laughs> let's not do that You're in your feelings right now I just really feel like You need to step out of your feelings I need you to have a Snickers You're not you when you're hungry Stop <laughs> Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast Brought to you by The Aficionados Podcast Network my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding antiheroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. The weird nickname that I had as a child was Bubby. It was originally Bubba because my sister was little and she couldn't say my name, so it was Bubba, and now I'm Bubby, Bub, Bubbles, Bubba. That's me. I call my cat all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Adorable. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass MILFs and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And the weird nickname that my mom gave me as a kid was Peanut Butter. Robin, do it in the accent. Peanut Butter. Yay! (laughs) Do you want to explain why you were called peanut butter? I don't know why I was called peanut butter. I don't question the ways of my mother. I just accept it. All right, that's fair. Yeah. And uh, once again this week, we have the lovely Joe Garfine.
1: Oh, hi. Okay, I'm not going to go rapid fire, but I will say this. I am Joe Garfine, and I am also Cancer Gets Lost. That's pretty much it. You can find me at Joe Opinionated, which is the word opinionated with a J. And at Cancer Gets Lost, I do a lot of online charity auctions and donate proceeds to various cancer charities and also support other uh, causes on my personal side. But listen, the fun fact about me is that my parents named me, my full name is Joanna. They named me Jojo. They wanted to name me Joanna so they could call me Jojo. Why? Because of the Beatles song, Get Back, which (laughs) is great until you look at the lyrics, which are this. Jojo was a man who thought he was a woman. Ah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but my parents in the 70s in their wisdom thought, now there's a reason to name our daughter Jojo. And that was awesome until my first girlfriend said, my dog is named Jojo. And then I started going by Joe. Ah, my dog is named Jojo. Super sexy. I know. <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. I love your parents. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> At least you, like, have a good story out of it. Yeah, absolutely. My parents are great, and we, like, Lisa and I still travel with them, and they're fantastic, but I just laugh, and they go, well, that's not what we meant. We just really like the Beatles. I'm like, okay, sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> We're like, okay, thanks, nerds.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I say this. <laughs> I, know, I know how to run my own podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Today, we have words to say about episode 124 of Lost Exodus, part two. Okay, so we kind of talked about the title of Exodus last episode. Um, so the broadcast date was May 25th, 2005. It was broadcasted at the same time as Exodus Part 3. They, they were like clumped together, but um, we don't want to talk for six hours, so we're going to split them up. <laughs> uh, it was written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, our friends, and directed by another one of our friends, Jack Bender. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Robin has many friends many that friends. don't know their friends. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so now Brittany is going to recap the episode, uh, hopefully in one minute or less. In the style of Lost in 8 Minutes and 15 Seconds. Yeah. I and feel I like think if I If you've do listened it. to this podcast, you know what the style is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you already know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. I think I can do it. Locke Rousseau, Jack Hurley... Kate, and everyone's favorite science teacher, Arst, find the black rock. Surprise, it's a ship, but you won't find out how it got there for five seasons. Sorry about it. Arst realizes he's a tertiary character and then explodes. R.I.P. Hurley tells Kate he's cursed. He's not wrong. Locke makes jokes while unloading explosives because he's a special kind of awkward. Rousseau very rudely interrupts Charlie and Claire's flirting and kidnaps the baby. Claire named him Marin. The rudder on the boat falls off and so does Sawyer's shirt. Bless <laughs> The beach crew all finally become the cave crew to hide from the others. Locke thinks Hope is inside the, the bunker, and I truly cannot disagree with him. In the past, Sun spills coffee on Jin and Saeed is finally freed from his racist interrogation. A guy in a floral shirt confronts Jin in the bathroom and tells him Sun's dad knows he wants to run away. I guess Jin kinda got his wish. Charlie faces the consequences of doing drugs, and Michael panics about being a dad. So we're gonna start with the beach. So the we beaches. begin with Aaron's eye, which is exciting because we haven't seen an eye for a while. <laughs> And he is sad and crying. Um, Claire is very overwhelmed. Charlie is trying to help. And Said is giving instructions to a bunch of people. Charlie is just like, Said, I need a gun. And Saeed's literally like, <laughs> literally just ignores him and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Said has bigger things to deal with than Charlie needing a gun. <laughs> He's like, last time I killed Ethan, so, like, you're welcome. And he's like, yeah, that's a hard no for that one. Why don't you just help Claire? I don't think, like, I'm thinking about the entire series and, like, trying to think of one moment where it's just like, Said, what are you doing? You're being so... I don't know what I'm thinking, but, like, I'm basically thinking, like, there's no point in this series that I'm ever just like, Said, what are you doing? Like, you're not even... You're not thinking straight. You're not thinking plausibly or or whatever word I'm trying to think of. But, like, Said is always... Very on top of things, right? Like you hardly yeah, it, ever disagree with him. Yeah, it's almost like I, he should be the leader.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: what you mean, because he's dynamic and has leadership skills? Oh, that'd be lovely. Wow, yeah. that does sound like a leader.
0: Hmm, hmm.
1: <laughs> and he doesn't have any man drama. Hmm. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Selena Wilkin is like, Gosh darn it, you guys, I love <laughs> my Jack.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I feel so bad. Every time I rag on Jack now, I'm like, Selena would be disappointed in me.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Selena.
0: Listen, we can say good things about Jack and bad things about Jack. That's what makes him a good character. It's true. Yeah, talk talk yeah. to me in season six. True, true. She's right. Um, the next scene we have in this storyline is just Shannon trying to struggle to uh take Vincent and also a giant bag and also a bunch of other over-the-shoulder bags up to the caves herself. Um, one would say
1: she had excess emotional baggage to carry as well. Wow. They must have set that one up just for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's it's public record that Shannon is my least favorite character yeah. of all time.
0: Of all uh, time? Or like just on the show? On the show, but pretty high up there. Right. Yeah. Wait, so who's your least favorite of
1: all time? I don't know. I'd have to think about that. But Shannon's in the top five. And uh, no offense, Maggie Grace. I'm sure you're lovely. and You're going to be on Fear of the Walking Dead. So that's exciting. But um, No. Mm-mm.
0: No. Mm. Super fair. Yeah. We've had like a bunch of yeah. We've had so many differing opinions on this podcast at this point that it's just like yeah, like everything that people say is totally valid. Like um, mm-hmm. no one knows what to feel about Shannon. My friend Rena came on and she had like probably the most um, polarizing opinions because she really, really dislikes Sun and um, interesting. Yeah, and and doesn't like shannon either but the reason why she doesn't like shannon is because she really likes saeed and thinks that he like i don't know deserved better or or something but um but yeah so we've heard it all at this point and so it's all good yeah
1: we'll get to it in spoilers but the whole constant of it all and nadia don't even get me started yeah
0: Yep. so go on so yeah saeed wants to help and shannon's just like no i need this stuff and he's like okay well i'll help you then and saeed's a um, good dude saeed's the best boyfriend in the world i think <laughs>
1: Like, Even as a pre-boyfriend, us. he's kind to her. Ugh, Boyfriend he's material. He's so good
0: to her. Yeah. But it's also just a person who, if he sees someone in pain, he will try and help. True.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I love him. Um, so Charlie has made a baby Bjorn for
1: Claire. <laughs> um, because what? Oh, cute. Talking about boyfriend material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, empty peanut butter jars and baby Bjorns. Come on, Claire. Okay. I know we're in a rush to escape to the caves. So I solved
0: the turnip head transport issue. This is uh, just a blanket from the plane. And then this piece of wood here that goes through this bamboo.
1: Here you go. It's a Bjorn. A, a Bjorn? Bjorn, it's Dutch for uh, baby carrier. <laughs> Thanks. Well, that's okay. Thank you. Oh. Nice. That's okay. let's well,
0: put him in there. She like kisses his cheek and he's like, Oh, anyway, um, yeah, here you go. He's just like super <laughs> flustered now. And so Rousseau shows up and she's like, I need Saeed. and Charlie's like, Oh, okay, so he leaves. <laughs> Mistake number one. And so she's just like kind of staring at the baby, and it's it's a it's a little strange, and she's like, What's his name? And she's like, Oh yeah, he he doesn't have a name yet. And so can I hold him? And she says, like, no, like, I just don't think it's a good idea. Which is like, I know that Danielle has been alone for 16 years, but like, when somebody says, no, you can't hold my baby, you can't hold their baby. <laughs> just like your sure story, no matter if you're on an island or not. Hot tip, life hack when people say, no, you can't hold something, just, just don't push it, <laughs> just don't hold the thing. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, yeah, no, like, I just fed him, so probably a bad idea. And then she remembers that she's the one who scratched. Rousseau's arm and of course we're going to talk about how that came to be in the spoiler section but yeah that's a little um yikesy, yikes-y. a little sketchy yeah
1: And you assume the worst at this point because you haven't seen what happened.
0: Exactly. Like, you know, it's almost certainly in, like, those moments where she had amnesia and was taken. And so you're like, you know, she was with Ethan. But, like, is Rousseau in with Ethan? Or, like, what's going on here? Right. Yeah. Or if you're like me, you've forgotten what happened. So you're going to have a fun (laughs) surprise in the
1: spoiler section when you ask. That must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: So Charlie finds Saeed and they hear screaming which is sun because claire was knocked out a lack a day our knockout count must go back down to zero
1: no but we had a very long
0: streak everyone in this show has like concussion after concussion after concussion yeah at this point i think the island is just like a group hallucination because they all have
1: <laughs> brain injuries yeah um it's just the hand of jacob from above dropping rocks oh spoiler alert sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> robin just put like a long beep over that yeah
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's nothing. It's natural. No, it was a Bible it,
0: reference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Ooh, yes. quick recovery. I like that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Rousseau stole the baby and Charlie blames Said for this. And Saeed is so level-headed. He punches Said in the face and Saeed goes, hey, let's stop. Let's, <laughs> let's not do that. You're in your feelings right now. I just really feel like you need to step out of your feelings. I need you to have a Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. Stop. <laughs>
1: You know what? I, I think Said is maybe one of the most underrated character on Lost. Yeah, characters. I just he's. He always had the voice of reason. He knew he could pummel the crap out of Charlie, and he chose not to. He had his priorities right for most of the show. Mm -hmm. He 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 always wanted to help people, and his way of helping people
0: was through absolute logic every single time. Yeah, and he was rightfully
1: distrust distrustful of people and new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: he had a great gut instinct. Yeah, yeah, and like the fact, why did Charlie even blame Saeed in the first place? Like, what kind of backwards logic was that um i think called, what he said was just that saeed was <laughs> the one who like brought Rousseau into the. but like that's not even saeed's fault like anybody would have done yeah. that and also yeah. you, Rousseau could find her way into the camp on her own true right yeah Right.
1: I just don't think people should punch Saeed. I don't know. You guys, it's like Twitter. It's like Twitter. You don't know who to blame, so you blame someone else. Yeah. And yeah. that's the tea. <laughs> hmm So Saeed's
0: like, you know what? Let's go. Like, I know where, where she's headed to, so we'll just go there. So they're going to go run to the black smoke, and they realize that what she's trying to do is trade a baby for her 16-year-old. I mean... Which we don't know she, at the time that
1: her yeah. baby is 16, do we? Well, we know that she had yeah. her baby 16 years ago. Ah, Okay, and we also know that the name is Alex, and I will share that back in the day when I watched it live, we're like, who's this kid Alex? We thought it was a boy. Yeah, of course. You know, and maybe, spoiler alert, maybe it will be, but Uh, I just thought it was interesting (laughs) that in the same episode that Claire names her baby with an A name, that that this is zero to do with anything, but I thought it was interesting that Russo had an A name child, right? and Claire named her child with an A. That is all. It means nothing. Moving on. (laughs) Great, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So he's like, listen, like, she doesn't have any logic, but like, you know, in a- person's mind who's who's been thinking about it for 16 years like I really think that that would make sense in her brain that that is logical mm-hmm. enough and so he gives Charlie the gun that he wanted and he goes listen this isn't about a re- revenge this isn't personal like you need to Saeed's so smart and good <laughs> I love Saeed in this moment because he took the time to understand Rousseau's perspective yeah. and that meant that he was always going to be successful at getting
1: that kid back yeah Saeed would have been so nice to have on Twitter. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Who would Saeed be on Twitter if you could, like, pick an equivalent? Well, he'd be one of the kind ones with positive intent who tries to be, like, a good positive influence in the world. He'd probably run a charity or something. Oh, well, yeah. And, 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 like, maybe his name would, like, be Joe? No, no, no. I don't mean me, God. <laughs> uh- no. No. I'm Sorry, I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like these are all joe things
0: no 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 he would be
1: joe. I, I swear i'm not projecting but i just thinking like i tend to follow people who are like-minded in terms of being positive influences on people especially younger people and i feel like saeed would be that guy on twitter
0: he totally would be yeah claire shows up and she's like hi i am also joining the track and they're like um a hard no you absolutely aren't
1: i'm coming with you
0: it's not a good idea, Claire.
1: This is my baby, okay? I let her take him. Hey, listen. Don't tell me what to do, okay? Calm down! I am gonna come with you! This is my fault, and I'm coming! I can't stop me! It's All right. Right. All I'm, right. Right. I'm gonna- <laughs> It's right, Claire.
0: Get him back, Charlie. Get Aaron back. She names her baby Aaron. So I have the meaning of Aaron here. Oh, good. <laughs> so there's a Hebrew meaning, an American meaning, a biblical meaning, and a Shakespearean meaning. So I think that the one that means the most is the biblical one because they're very tied to religion in this show. Right. So it's a biblical baby name and it means a teacher, lofty mountain of strength.
1: Hmm.
0: Mountain, island. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. True. I'm trying. Aaron was Moses's older brother and keeper by God's command. He was the first high priest of the Israelites remembered for the miraculous blossoming of his staff or rod. Okay. No comment. I don't know what that means because I did not go to Sunday school very often. But um, yeah, to Claire who's listening, um, please let us know what that means. Thanks. (laughs) That'd be great. So she's like, get him back, Charlie. And he's like, I will because I promised. I love that she trusts him enough to be, to go for her though. Yeah. Right. Because in the middle of the season, she wouldn't have done it. True. That's true. Um, So all of them arrive at the caves and Sun goes to talk to Shannon and says that Boone died very bravely because, you know, she was there. And she's asking, do you think that we're all here because we're getting punished? Which is what Jin said to her last episode, I believe. And so that's why it's in her brain. Do you think all this, all we've been through, Do you think we're being punished? Punished for what? Things we did before. The secrets we kept. The lies we told. Who do you think is punishing us?
1: Punishing us. No such thing as fight.
0: And so she's thinking like maybe this is a purgatory hell type of place,
1: thoughts. I mean, <laughs> I don't have thoughts that aren't spoilery. <laughs> right. True, true. Okay. Fair. Well But I, I do like that as early as season one that they these characters are contemplating that there's something more planned. It's not just love. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do want to talk about
0: like the things that Sun may have done. To yeah. make her think that she's being punished. So we'll talk about those in the spoiler section. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. they talk about how, like talk about fate and everything. And um, Claire says there's no such thing. And so Claire, you know, is obviously feeling like nothing's fair right now. And is very sad. But also, wouldn't Claire actually be someone who does believe in fate, given the circumstances of her ending up on the island in the first place? True. And she's also very into astrology. Yeah. Yeah. I I do
1: feel like they dropped the ball a little bit with Claire in terms of that. True.
0: Yeah. Like what do you think it was meant to be sort of a crisis of faith situation or more like they just needed a zinger line and it was going to come from Claire. (laughs) I like that idea that like maybe she, you know, half an hour earlier or like an hour earlier, she would have been like, yeah, totally fate is real. And now something terrible has happened. And so now I I definitely think it was a crisis of faith.
1: I mean, Claire, even not just Emily DeRaven, but Claire was very young and not, you know, worldly necessarily. And so I think that uh, she was all over the map, which would be consistent with crash landing and having a baby. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like she had enough going on. She didn't need to think that it was actually some divine intervention. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have the music. Hollywood and Vines, my favorite Lost
1: score. Is this the Adventure Squad? That's one? right. It sure is. So great. I I always forget the actual it. name of it. I just call it Adventure Squad. You know? Yeah, so do I. I. That's what I texted Robin last night. I was like the
0: Adventure Squad theme song.
1: Yep, totally.
0: Um, and then she sent me back a voice note of her singing the entire thing.
1: Yeah. do 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 We always that's sing fun. it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's good stuff. And like- That's a great song to exercise to, by the way. Even the- I only just- cr- I just cry and work to it. It's fine. <laughs> even like- That could also work. What? Why? no, now I'm trying to figure out what I was trying to say. Sorry. No, that's okay. I just want to, like, I was, like, talking, and then I was like, wait, do I know what I'm saying? I was like, maybe this <laughs> Sorry, is an we're, opportunity we're to think here. about <laughs> what I was planning it's on just literal peanut gallery. Um, <laughs> oh, I also really love that you have this template of these notes, and then Gekina will come in with it, and he will, like, make them slower, or he'll put other things behind them to make you feel other things, but, like, it's always this nostalgia with this music, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely gets, it, it evokes many emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie is really tired. And so Saeed says, we're going to take a break. And they come across the Nigerian plane and the fact that there were drug runners inside with heroin. And of course, like, oh man, oh boy,
1: like Charlie was the last person that needed to know. <sighs> when, uh, when that scene happened live, and I'm going to keep going back to Old yeah. 2005, we were like, literally screaming at the TV. Oh, no, 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 Charlie. <laughs> no, you're with Claire now and peanut butter <laughs> and, and you're sober and do not- Take the drugs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So did Saeed know about Charlie's addiction?
1: I think so. You think so? Like, this feels like a test. I think he's so observant. He's so observant. Hmm. I feel like, yeah, he, I feel like the two people who would test Charlie would be Locke and Saeed. Yeah. Because he tells them, like, he disappears on Charlie. Then
0: he tells them they need to stop to rest. But they they don't rest for, it's got to be like 30 second rest. He just stands there like he does his like handsome hero pose with the hands on the hips and I was like okay (laughs) and gives him exposition and then they leave again and I'm like that has to be a test there's no other reason for him to have done that Hmm. I agree I never thought about it like that and that kind of makes me sad like clearly it's been like a month maybe and Charlie has been off the drugs for like I would say three weeks maybe I could check the the actual days but I'm guessing around three weeks and I really don't feel like it's long enough for him to really say no to these drugs at this point and it i don't know like if i was saeed i definitely wouldn't have taken that chance but saeed kind of has to know that he can rely on charlie right That's true because he gave charlie a gun yeah Hmm. but does he know that charlie has picked up the the heroin like how will he know if charlie um passed or not um That one I don't know, other than I feel like Saeed just knows everything. (laughs) That's true. True. Well, he said, he said, like, he always knows when he's being lied to. Exactly. Do you guys have any more thoughts on that storyline there, or should we move on to the jungle? I think we're good. All right, sweet. So, uh, for the jungle, they get to the Black Rock, and they're saying, wow, how did this happen? And I'm like, it's a magic island, (laughs) but also we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Ours thinks Tsunami, which, like, is the most plausible option. So makes sense. Um, Danielle starts to leave and Jack's like, um, (laughs) what the heck, man? And like, as soon as she leaves, he goes, oh, damn it. Why does Jack care? Thoughts? Like, why do you guys think that Jack was so intent on having Russo stay? Do you think he really trusted
1: Kate's navigation system at that Mm -hmm. point? Mm -hmm. I mean, he had Kate I thought he just wanted to keep an eye on her.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He just didn't even want to be left alone with Locke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just, I'm not even sure why, why he's so bothered by that. I truly think it's because um, he wanted to keep an eye on Russo. Like, she's an unknown entity to him. Right. Yeah. And R. Stephen said last episode, he said, like, Russo doesn't care if you blow up. So so yeah. maybe the fact that she was there was, like, a little glimmer of hope that they wouldn't blow up because she's done it before. True. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe she was sort of like a safety net, too. Yeah. So Locke says, you know what? It's okay. Like, I can lead us back. It's not a big deal. Although it's weird to me that Locke is in the back when they actually leave them back, but cool. And so right. Arst is like, "Ooh, hard pass on that one. I think I'll stay out here." And Jack's like, "Yeah, fine. I'm I Arst. Me too. I'm an Arst." And Hurley's like, "Yeah, same. I am Arst and Hurley." Yeah, I think we are all Hurley in most situations. Yes. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to be in the room where it happens, but I want to be on like the edges. Right. <laughs> There's a definitely a Hamilton song for being on the edges. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yes.
0: So they come in, and it's very clear that this was a slave ship. And um, Kate finds the dynamite. I just want to give like a shout out to the set deck department because like this
1: is amazing. Yeah, the the ship is—it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the this ship it's up is a CGI. Yeah invention but the the interior of it and you know spo- we'll get in spoilers we'll get back to the black yeah. rock but mm-hmm. uh you know back then 2005 I, you know obviously the show was a huge hit but budget wise i think they did pretty well on a smaller budget in hawaii so the set the production department there is pretty spectacular mm-hmm.
0: and i just want to give a gay shout out to evangeline
1: lily's arms um i did that on instagram last totally time because i'm totally like fair. she literally <laughs> she's actually looks better now like all these years later her arms right? are amazing and she's this tiny little muscular thing in person. And the fact that she's a Marvel superhero is so cool yeah. now. Everyone go see Ant-Man and the Wasp in July. That's my ad. Unpaid. Anyway, <laughs> I loved it. Not uh, sponsored. And sh- she's And Amanda Lily is also extremely sweet uh, and very kind and does stuff for charity. Anyway, yes, arms. Always in sleeveless. Oh we appreciate sleeveless Kate.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Arst for asking her to take off her shirt. Thanks, bud. Seriously. That's a mood, actually. I was like, really? You're going to pick the one girl? But then I was like, no, but really the gay signing me thanks you for it. <laughs> yeah, though. totally. And also, like, at that point, I was kind of just like, well, who else is wearing an overshirt?" shirt? Arse was. <laughs> was he? <laughs> <laughs> no what? one needs to see that. I, I, uh-uh. That's why I was so pissed. I was like, dude, you have, like, three shirts on and, like, some kind of, like, bandana adventure collar thing.
1: Bandana Adventure. I was like, is he trying to wear an ascot on an island? Yeah. (laughs) It was an interesting choice for being sweaty on an island. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me.
0: He went for the Indiana Jones thing, but he he missed it reminds me yeah. of a lovely future character named daniel faraday who just chooses to wear a tie just continually oh, on an island
1: to be fair oh. in a spoiler section we can talk about how it is on brand for him on and off island yeah, true yes
0: um so outside arst is complaining about his third wife to hurley and then my third wife she says get this she says i didn't sign up for this now you tell me what the hell is that even supposed to mean what am, am i boring you Huh? You know what, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so I'm sorry that I'm not cool enough to be part of your merry little band of adventurers. What? I know what's like when I see it. I teach high school Pally. You know, you people think you're the only ones on this island doing anything of value. I got news for you. There were 40 other survivors of this plane crash. And we are all people too. Okay. <laughs> and he's saying, listen, I know that I'm not cool enough to be part of your squad. Like you guys are clearly having cliques. I know this because I go to a high school a lot. So, well, I mean, he's not wrong though. They totally formed a clique. It's true. And so he's like, there are 40 other people here. So like ours is kind of the, the voice of the audience at this point saying like, right. what about all these other people? He's break- yeah. He's breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. in a really fantastic way. In a very red shirt way, yeah. Yes. So once they get uh, inside, back inside, they're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna use this pickaxe to to open this," and they're like, "Let's not. Let's bring it outside." (laughs) And I got a very American Gods vibe when I was watching that interior. Ooh, tell me more. Tell me more. Anyone else? No, I don't watch. I haven't seen it, so I would love to hear about it though. (gasps) Watch it. It's so delightfully weird, and I'm still not sure what it was. Me either. And yeah, I'm
1: so curious to see it. Sorry, digress in season two without Brian Fuller.
0: Yeah, that's the thing where I'm like, is it, and
1: without Gillian Anderson and without Kristen Chenoweth. And I, and I, 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 God bless Ricky, but I don't know. If that's enough to keep me watching. Anyway, same. Like I, I didn't want to say it, but sh- exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But yeah, there was um,
0: there was uh, an episode. I think it was Mr. Nancy's episode when they set it on a slave ship, and it's. Very much a very similar plot line to the spoiler section. But yeah, that was kind of the vibe I was getting from this whole interior. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Arst is complaining again about how the gym teachers won't let him sit with <laughs> with them. And Hurley's like, dude, like, first of all, chill out. It's because they're all lesbians. <laughs> Second of all. They don't want to hang out with you. It's all in your head. Which is interesting to me that we could maybe draw a parallel here where Hurley's saying... Arst, all of your anxieties are all in your head. Whereas later in the episode, Hurley says, I'm bad luck, these are my anxieties, and Kate's saying, No, it's not real. Yeah. So good parallel. Kate, he's saying, Yeah, Kate gets the best wreckage. Jin makes like gets fish for everybody except for us. And then as soon as they come out, he's like, No, wrong, bad. Everything's wrong. Put it down. You're bad. Um, gentle, thank you so much. (laughs) Yo, this power trip was so much. I was watching it going, man, when you explode, I'm gonna be happy about it. (laughs) It's just, who who takes that much power from knowing about explosives? It's it's
1: a little much. Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate again. This is a guy who okay, is a it. teacher, science teacher who crashed landed on an island where nobody likes him or wants to hang out with him. And he has one air of expertise that he at least pretends to. And he he is just on his high horse because it's, finally, he feels helpful after so many days on the island.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. It was his <laughs> time to shine. Yep, that, That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> So my next note was just science talk. So, you know, we all watched it. We know what he said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not I'm not going back over it. Um yeah. he's like, "Kate, I want your shirt." And she's like, "Okay, well, here it is, I guess." And then he soaks it in mud, puts it on the thing, and then accidentally starts waving it around cuz I guess he speaks with his hands and then uh, and then he blows up.
1: Oh man, that was insane. <laughs> I remember rewinding and going, "What the f just happened?" Okay, imagine that happening
0: and Twitter being around.
1: I, I That's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, great That moment. would have been
1: crazy. Also, let's talk about how many gifts and memes there would be. Yes. <laughs> With you got a little art do you? I mean, that line is probably one of the best lines in the six seasons of Lost.
0: It's iconic. I'm so surprised that neither I, I of you actually, chose it as your best line award, I so I took it. Because we thought you would. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. great. Perfect. <laughs> I did. I'll take it.
1: Okay. I mean, and the fact that the production department had flying rubber body parts is amazing. Yeah.
0: It's so much. Ugh. But my, like the thing that I was noticing during this scene is like he takes Kate's shirt, he soaks it in mud, then he blows it up.
1: Do you know how few shirts Kate has? True. <laughs> Kate's like, I like yes. that shirt, but thanks. It's it's like on The 100 when they ruin one of, you know, Clark or Abby's or Raven's shirts. You're like, wait, I don't have any more. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm like, where are these mysterious shirts coming from? You right. guys get a lot of wardrobe changes for people with no clothes. Yeah.
1: I, I would dare say, but between all the suitcases from the fuselage, that perhaps there are more wardrobe options for the 100, I mean, for the lost than on the 100, I'm just saying. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, Um. so Hurley and Kate have their talk about him being bad luck and everything. Jack and Locke talk about how this might not be the best plan, maybe they should rethink it. And he's like, no, 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 like, this is literally the only thing that we have. Like, Locke's like, we are so close. I have been working on this forever. We need to do this. This is like Locke, if he was in an office and he's like getting so close to like his big presentation. Yeah, (laughs) yep. He's like every woman in a rom-com who like has some unidentified presentation that she really has to get working on but then romance comes and interrupts (laughs) her life.
1: Nice one, good one, yeah.
0: So he's like, yeah, we should probably get like three sticks, I'm thinking, we'll pick like the driest pieces. And then he brings up Operation.
1: You ever play Operation? (sighs) Sure. Don't touch the sides.
0: I... I always... got nailed. On the funny bone.
1: You like to play games, John? Absolutely. And. Which is awesome. Frank's
0: Jack. What was up with, I mean, like, he's just so wonderfully awkward. Yeah.
1: I love him. I really do. It's just very um, multi-layered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because there's times where, like, I really don't understand Locke as a character. Mm -hmm. I appreciate him and I think he is one of the most complex, but I don't get him. Fair. that's totally fair so
1: he's like what you like you like games huh Locke? and he's like yes sir <laughs> how could you tell but I, I also think at this point he also he also has jack's number so yeah. he is loves messing with him yeah true i think this is kind of like Locke's way of like on the
0: one hand trying to show jack that he is a worthy leader but on the other like i think he's low-key trying to make friends with jack in his awkward Aww. way yeah yeah well, well, you know, his other friend died. So good point. So he needs a new friend. <laughs> Rip boom. Promise I'll not kill this next one. Please give me a new one. <laughs> um so Jack's like, yeah, cool. We'll carry it in my backpack. Totally chill. And Locke's like, yeah, we should also get another three just in case one of us blows up. So I'll take the other one <laughs> just in case. Oh, he uses the word fail safe. And I want to talk about that later
1: okay. uh, in the spoiler okay.
0: section. So Kate's like, yeah, I'll
1: take one as well. And Jack's like, um, no. And <laughs> What's up with this? Okay, Jack gets a little bit like dude bro at times, even, even with Kate, which he should know by now is a no-no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, And it's kind of like the traditional man woman stuff. He should know by now with Kate. That's not going to fly. Like I was watching this. I was just like, he's not even trying to
0: justify any reasoning for it. He's just being an ass and protective and like weirdly like, like predatory over Kate in this moment. And not in a romantic way. No, (laughs) no, there's no romance here. This is just like really messed up. Yeah. It was interesting. Because Kate has proven herself. He just really believes that he knows better than she does. And, and that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because it's in this situation, it's not like it's a matter of logic or if it's a matter of, you know, knowing how to fight or knowing how to negotiate. It's just carrying a backpack. Yep. Right. Yeah.
1: But maybe, of course, maybe, you know, like they talked about, we'll get to it later, a parallel with uh, the conversation with Michael and um, Sawyer on the raft where he's like you have a death wish like why else would you be out here and it's like well Jack wants to carry the thing that can make him go boom he doesn't want Kate to die maybe yeah, he, yeah. You know, so there's something parallel there mm-hmm. but that's such a classic like toxic masculinity
0: thing where instead of expressing that to Kate he just orders her around instead
1: oh yeah, yeah totally
0: yeah and of course we can't we can't speak on what actually ends up happening with that just yet because that's next episode but <laughs> oh, yeah you're right yeah, so I I have some thoughts on that in the spoiler okay. section. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they draw straws and Locke says let fate decide because of course fate. And they're like Hurley, would you also like in on this? And Hurley's like, "Um, nope." <laughs> I literally don't understand the perspective of Jack and Kate and Locke right now. Well, I know Locke's because Locke is like, we need to get this done. We need to go to the hatch. But, like, people who are like, I want to hold dynamite on my back. I'm like, I don't (laughs) get it, but, Kay. Yeah. You are valid, but I'm not sure why. (laughs) Um, So Jack has some Arnst on his shoulder.
1: Ew. (laughs) Oops.
0: And um, Kate and Locke end up being the people who need to hold on to the dynamite. (sighs) Um, I don't want to hold on to the dynamite. Yeah, I don't want that job. Hard pass. So they're putting the backpack on Kate and she's like, sorry, I took it. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, that's just how it is. Ha ha. And so the, <laughs> the, the, the order of it is going to be Jack, Kate, Hurley, Locke, which is weird considering that like Jack isn't one of the trackers, but Kay. And right. so they're going to get staggered a little bit. And what you do is if you hear the scary thing, you got to take off your pack and run. Because obviously if you run with it on, you will blow up, which we have seen. <laughs> Yo, I would forget to take off the backpack. It's I would true. Just it's true. Yeah. So Hurley's talking to Locke, um, or I mean, got everybody just in general about what he thinks is inside. He wants there to be TV dinners, TV, cell phone, socks, <laughs> soap, and Twinkies. Because those Twinkies! keep for 8,000 years. That's oh, that's a, a number. number. <laughs> yep. And, um... Locke says he also likes Twinkies, but what he really thinks is inside is hope. He's not wrong. I love how Hurley was just like, tangible things I want, and Locke was just like, an idea. (laughs) A concept. A concept. (laughs) Hurley's like, okay. Locke's one of those guys who would, like, open the door on Halloween and, like, not give the kids anything except a lecture. He's like, here's some uh, advice. Yeah.
1: And Locke's house would be the one that gets toilet papered all the time.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, so then they get the giant bird. This is our first look at the giant bird who we'll talk a little bit more about in the spoiler section. and um, Hurley's like, cool the dark territory makes sense. Checks out mm-hmm. um, and that's the jungle. I like that Hurley has a quippy comment even in the face of you know mortal danger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Um, raft time? Yeah raft time we're we're just getting through this, which is helpful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So the raft, they're like looking back at the island and they're saying, how did this island ever get discovered? It's massive, which fair. And we'll talk about later. Yeah. (laughs) Sawyer says that it'll be a good resort someday. And he's like, well, have a nice heckin' time on your resort because no, thanks. I'm gonna (laughs) never come back here again. Spoiler thoughts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then... Sawyer begins to sing redemption song, yep, which we will talk about in the Hurley's Walkman section, but also in the spoiler section because there are important things about that. And so, yeah, everybody loves Bob Marley, yay, yay, and Bob Marley. I'm just and Bob Marley. Yep, that's Good. The truth. Someone had to say it. Yeah, I mean, it's just too
1: similar of a name.
0: Yeah. Um. So he's teaching Walt how to use the radar thing and what it kind of means. Sawyer is reading everybody else's messages because he's a jerk, and um, <laughs> Walt <laughs> calls him out do on that. What You want that boat though? True. That's the truth. He need, He's like, I didn't bring any books.
1: Those are all the messages everybody wrote. Sure are. They're private. Yep. I, for one, never knew how much Tracy, Mr. Hubby, and two kids back in Fresno. Yet she's sleeping next to good old Scott to keep her warm at night. <laughs> That's Steve. Scott's dead. Whatever. Long ride, Kazoo. We gotta keep ourselves entertained. Who the hell is Hugo and how's he got hundred and sixty million dollars to leave to his mom? How'd you like it for a juice? You can't read mine, cause I didn't write one. Why not? It's the only letter ever wrote to the man I'm going to kill.
0: Why are you going to kill him?
1: Cuz I need to. Why? Because.
0: Where what? what happened to all his books? I don't know did he read them all? I don't know. Like where does he get them? Where do they come from? Where did they go? Where do they come from? God I Joe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So um, Tracy misses her family a lot, except she's sleeping next to Scott a whole bunch instead. And Who's dead? D- and Walt's like, Scott's dead. That's Steve. I love Scott and Steve d- debate. Hilarious. Great running gag. <laughs> Thanks so much.
1: Good Good red shirts. Good red shirts.
0: I, I have this note that, I'm trying to make sense of like I say (laughs) Shannon and Saeed like are I think I was trying to relate Tracy and Steve to Shannon and Saeed because like Saeed had somebody on the outside but now is sleeping next to somebody else or something I don't know what I'm thinking it's kind of like a as needs must situation yeah still no no Shannon no
1: no. Yeah.
0: So, um yeah, he's like, yeah, I literally have no other entertainment, so this is what I'm doing. Also, who's Hugo and why does he have so much money to give to his mom? That's so great. Oh my god. Um also, it's 160 million and 16 is a number, but there was kind of a blooper about that because Hurley told Charlie that he was worth 156 million, so where that other 4 million went, like showed up from, we don't know. Good point. So we're he not He lost sure. it in a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I guess so. Um, uh, Walt's like, well, maybe what if I read yours? And he's like, no, I didn't write one. And he's like, why not? Because the only letter I read was to the man I'm going to kill. And I love how Walt isn't just like, you're going to kill someone? He's like, oh, why? <laughs>
1: <You're> like, oh, <laughs> mean. That's such a kid answer. He just answers every question with why? 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 why?
0: why? Because I have to. Why? <laughs> because. But why? <laughs> wow. That's kind of like talking to Robin. Uh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but also, why would Sawyer write a letter when he's on the raft? Because, because. All right, All right. doesn't even have an answer. Because. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're like, "Hey, Walt, do you want to steer?" And he's like, "Sure." I love how they were like, "Ooh, we only have one life jacket. Hmm, who's it gonna go to?" And it's like the obvious choice is the kid, Walt. And I think that's nice. <laughs> that Sawyer yeah. wasn't just like, um. <laughs> can I have the life jacket and they're like no but that does show progress in Michael's parenting because you don't 100% know if at the beginning of the season Michael would have thought to do that yeah Walt is asking why Michael and Susan didn't stay together and he's like oh well you know the classic dad answer you know we went into different directions our interests kind of just um went apart and that's just how it is it's okay they consciously uncoupled (laughs) yeah And he's like, well, I never saw you. How come? And he's like, well, it's her decision. She just wanted to do what was best for you. And he says, well, she was wrong. And you're like, um, my heart is full. (laughs) Finally, justice for Michael. Yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. How come you and my mom didn't stay together? We
0: tried. Just didn't work out. So our lives, our interests, just went in different directions.
1: How come I never
0: saw you? your mom didn't want me to she did what she thought was best for you she was wrong i have some Jin trans translations hold up jinn's about to yell some stuff Does he i just yell? feel bad for michael because you, you watch his backstory and like everything like he life just handed him the l mm-hmm. <laughs> um so the rudder falls off and Jin starts yelling one of the English words he knows, which is rudder, so good job. He <laughs> learned. And so Sawyer goes to get it, and Jin says, throw it again, which I believe is in reference to the rope that got all tangled up and wasn't good. And he also says, first tie it. Not sure. Oh, first tie he must mean the rudder. Yeah. To the rope. And then Michael... Like, literally does, like, tells him to tie it. So, like, Michael is, like, learning Korean somehow. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of him. Like, no one ask how. Just go with it. Oh, uh, and then Michael sees the gun in Sawyer's, like, shirt, and he's just like, here you go. Why is he mad? Because he brought a gun on board a raft where a child is. I guess, but, like, doesn't Michael also feel like, oh, that, yeah, that might be a thing we need.
1: You would think, but he's new with this whole dad thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the raft storyline. <laughs> so like did we do we ever find out like why the rudder fell off uh, they hit a log
1: oh, oh yes that's right
0: and also the rudder was one of the things that broke like the episode beforehand that they had to fix right okay so i'm thinking you know they just didn't fix it as well as they needed to and then when it hit a, the log it, it just went off but
1: maybe they hit a dharma shark fin yeah oh my god <laughs> that's what i was thinking the whole time though i'm like
0: what mysterious thing was gonna stop them from getting that rudder to work mm-hmm. Shark! I like shark. Let's go with Everyone, shark. Let's with go shark. with shark. So the first flashback we have is we see Sun spilling the coffee, and we get the translations Wow, we didn't get them last episode. And um, we see that Saeed is free from custody because he had a, a bit of a racist moment. But what can you do? I mean, you know, the the security did what what they kind of had to do when when they get a tip like that. I mean, it's really Shannon's fault for... Being a racist for being a racist, Little you shit, know, like yeah. the security can't just be like, um, that's racist, miss, and then not do anything about it, you know. So it's,
1: it's 2018, and the response would be exactly the same. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. If, if not, right. worse. It's not worse. If not worse. Jinx.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, we have this guy in a Hawaiian shirt, and I love when they do things that are kind of like a nod to Hawaii, which is where they film. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and so they have this guy, and he's asking for a paper towel. And it turns out that he can speak Korean. I was rewatching this morning and I was just like, hold up. Because he was like, hey, can I have a paper towel? And Jin was like, sorry, I don't speak English. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Sorry. And then when he says, oh, here's a paper towel in Korean, he basically says he the says word paper, paper towel. I'm like, yeah. Jin could have used context clue. I mean, like, narratively, I get it. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, I can't speak English. But like, if he said paper towel and Jin was like, hmm, that sounds like the word for paper towel. He probably could have just done it.
1: <laughs> you guys are hilarious. <laughs>
0: Um, and so he's like, "Yeah, way too I worked for Korean. Son's dad," and Jin's like, "Uh oh." He's like, "I know you're planning on running away. You're not free. If you try and run away, we're like, Son will be taken away from you." Neat. How <laughs> does this influence Island Jin? Mm. Oh, Way to get
1: deep, dude?
0: Um, yeah, that's a
1: really good question. Should have had more beer. caffeine. I, I, <laughs> but, hmm.
0: Because. It, like, he's still if you think angry about it when that he, way. When they
1: crash there, he's still justifiably angry, but he definitely, I think, you know, the raft is the thing that changes him.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because if you look at Island Jin's behavior, his sort of protectiveness over Sun makes more sense with this context. Yeah. True. But then him leaving starts to make less sense. Right. Yeah, because, like, thinking chron- chronologically, this bathroom scene and the crash happen on the same day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. I mean, we know that, you know, they didn't know that this had happened, and they didn't really know Jin until, like, halfway through the first season, but it's just fun to speculate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. So, um, Charlie? Oh, Charlie. Are we good, or, or do you guys want to talk more about Jin?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, there's so much that comes up in later flashbacks, yeah. in later seasons, it's hard to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, we have Charlie, who's in a hotel with this character, whose name is Lily, and... He's looking for his heroin, and he has to go on his flight. And, and she said that she was a huge fan, but she's actually not. She literally just wanted drugs from him. <laughs> and so they start to fight over heroin. And I, I keep thinking about this. And, like, the last time that we saw Charlie, chronologically, was him leaving Liam's house, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out if he was – he was obviously wearing the same outfit. So either he didn't bring, like, did he go to Liam's house and then to the airport, or did he go to Liam's house, stay at a hotel, and then go to the airport? I think he went to Liam's house, he went to a bar, picked a chick up, did some drugs and other things, and then went to get on his plane. That makes sense, because he was in the elevator when, oh wait, that's spoilers for next episode. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Womp womp.
1: It gets confusing. Yeah. It's really confusing.
0: It's kind of hard. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to remember what Charlie said in The Moth when he was leaving Liam's house. He said something like, yeah, whatever. I have a plane to catch. And so that's why I'm thinking like, uh, tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But Kay, uh, yeah, I don't know if we're ever gonna, if that's ever gonna make sense, but
1: not to be like a stereotypical you know, and trying to generalize junkies, but I just don't think that laundry and showering are priorities. That's good point, good that's point. definitely the truth. Yep. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um Especially and for
0: Charlie who has like one outfit even off the island. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um she calls him pathetic, which comes back next episode, so we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. Yikes. Yeah. Um the everyone Everyone has like a specific ability and it doesn't matter who it is to get right to the core of what Charlie like is most afraid of about himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is why I just think the writing on this show was, was really, really spot on. And they paid a lot of attention from day one. Yeah, It was
0: so good. Mm-hmm. And I was actually just thinking like about the pacing of this finale. Yes. Where, you know, you're watching it and the adrenaline's pretty
1: high, but they let all of those moments really breathe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like, I actually thought well, part one was more action packed, but there's more story in two. Agreed. Oh, yep. Yeah, and, it's, and that is by design. Was the three-hour finale. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that as
0: I was watching, because I was watching sort of as a modern viewer, going, "Wow, the second part of this finale is slow."
1: And I was like, "No, no, 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 no! This is the way TV should be." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, it's changed. Everything is different now.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's less to talk about in this episode than there is in the episode previously and the episode coming up here. Correct. Yeah, because it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. This is all the setup for the big emotional stuff. Yeah. Yes. So our final flashback, there's not a lot, um, but the final flashback in this episode is Michael and Walt uh, at the airport. Um, Walt is busy and not answering any of Michael's questions or anything. He's playing his Game Boy. That's the Game Boy I had when I was little. So I was excited about it.
1: And I'm (laughs) old. Except mine was red. Man, I had a Game Boy color. Oof. I never had a Game Boy, but I'm not a gamer, so...
0: I wasn't allowed to have a Game Boy unless I was on those. Oh,
1: unless I was on those twelve-hour trips to Spokane. Wait, otherwise, I was not allowed video games. The only part of this conversation I participated in is say that I had a CD uh, Walkman like Hurley did. Yeah, that I exact one. Probably yes. With like the three orange dots. I think so. Oh, hold Yep, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I had that one too, and it always <laughs> skipped. Yeah, mine was a. It was a Game Boy Advance. It was the first game console that I ever had.
1: We get it. Game. You're young. <laughs> my first game was
0: Harvest Moon, and I still love that game. Okay, thank you. Oh, awesome. okay. I'm so old. I am so Pokemon old that I played like Red and Blue. I played Pokemon too, but I the first Pokemon game that I played was Pokemon Sapphire.
1: And I don't know what that is. I Pokemon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <No>. okay. <laughs> you guys, no, it's fine. I'm very entertained, but I'm also very old, so it's good. It's good. So, uh, he's saying that,
0: you know what, don't worry about Vincent, like, he's gonna be okay, like, dogs are in the holding, like, luggage place all the time, like, they'll totally be okay. And he's like, okay, well, anyway, since you're not answering me, I guess I'll go call work. His mom. Lies, 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 it's his mom. Relatable, I would also call my mom. Yeah, me. He's like, I don't know what to do, Mom. Like, I don't know how to do this. Like, maybe you could take him. I don't know. Like, I'm just linging. You know, he's saying, like, I have to go to work. Like, I don't know how to enroll somebody in school. I don't know how to do this or anything, which is fair. But also, it's your problem. No, I live in a studio apartment. I got to be out the door in the morning for work by 5 a.m. Who's going to watch him? How's he going to get to school? What's he going to do after school? I can't do this, ma. You know, I was, listen, I was thinking, um, I was thinking maybe you could take him. This is very in character for Michael though. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame, but I like that they didn't forget the fact that, you know, before the island, he didn't know how to parent. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. True.
0: Um, we have Locke who rolls by. And I love these little things, like, it's just so good. Mm -hmm. It's one shot, but it's wonderful. Yep. It's all connected. And he's like, I don't know, like, I wasn't supposed to have to deal with him. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, okay, whatever, mom. Hangs up, and Walt's like, hi. I need some batteries, yo. (laughs) I need new batteries. And Michael's like, okay. So do you think Walt heard or understood all of that? Of course. Because he
1: never really gives an indication, does he? But um, I can't say until the spoilers, but I think there's a reason. I think that oh, my be okay yeah
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> see that's all part of the Britney forgetting the things that happens in loss so she asks questions like that thing <laughs> it's it's imprinted in my brain so okay yeah same 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 um those are all the flashbacks should we move on to segments yes wow all right I know we 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 like whipped through it which is really helpful for us recording two podcasts today
1: <laughs> agreed I'm ready to get a snack on
0: yeah. Yes. Um so we're gonna do our favorite line awards. So my favorite line award goes to Hurley
1: for You got some Arnst on you.
0: Yes. Iconic. And mine goes to Jack and Hurley for
1: if anyone hears anything or sees anything. Like the security system that eats people. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is because it's on brand with me. Um, when they're talking about what's in the hatch and Locke says hope, hope, I think hope's inside. I think hope is inside. And I just, to this day, if it's one of those things that I would tattoo, if I was going to get another tattoo, I think hope is inside.
0: Oh, I love that. I'm on team. Get that as a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: Lisa's not a fan of tattoos, So the only one I've quote gotten permission for is I'm going to get a CGL tattoo. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I that's one of my favorite quotes of the entire series. I love it. And I think it's appropriate for the entire series as well.
0: It is. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we're going to talk about light and dark. So some of the light and darks that I was thinking about, first of all, we're in the dark territory. And we kind of talked about that last episode. But also the interior of the Black Rock is Mm -hmm. very, very dark inside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll be vague about it, but like maybe that is indicative of some terrible dark things
1: that have happened in there <laughs> well when they say it's a slave ship and then i also love how locks like a history buff and knows exactly where it was from
0: yeah or project yeah
1: what's up with that or he projects you i think the box man had a lonely life of uh, encyclopedias that's all i'm saying oh yeah you're right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was pre-wikipedia so he couldn't just browse the internet it's called in encyclopedia home. yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: <gasps> or Incarta. carta does anyone remember in carta? okay <laughs> no, what that? see now i'm the special kind of old I, it it so rings much. a bell, but what is it? Microsoft Encarta was like the first thing that you could really do connected to the internet. And it was just like pre-Wikipedia. Oh, oh it yes. The encyclopedia, but on the internet. Got it. it. does sound familiar now. Gotcha. As well as the black smoke, which is what Rousseau is trying to get to. And Charlie and Thayer are also trying to get to. It's basically like going towards the darkness. Yeah. I'm reaching maybe, but that's Okay. <laughs>
1: I was just thinking, you know, I always think about um, the children on this show and how they represent light. And, you know, you have Aaron and you have Walt and I'm not talking about um, racial. I'm talking about uh, actual children, the lightness of of heart and the lightness of spirit and of life. And I just think that there's such darkness on this show, but these two, do they represent hope and the future? And I always think about that through all six seasons.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Because it's kind of like their, their very souls are bright. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to do Man of Science, Man of Faith. So I'm going to name some characters and we're going to think about whether they're science or faith this episode. So okay. let's start with Jack. Science. Science. Yeah, science. Kate. Faith. Yeah. Yeah. Locke. Faith. Faith. Um, faith. Hurley. Um, I'd say science think, for now. Yeah. I and I would so say so. faith. Ooh, tell me why. Because he believes that like he has... Bad luck. And that's not an overly inherently logical belief. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Well, you know, you can always be more than one. You True. Um, yeah. Rousseau? Mm-hmm. I would also put her in both, I think. Because I yeah. think the science half of her is being like, this is my like hypothesis. This is like what I think is yeah. going to happen if this happens, but she also has faith that they'll be there to trade. Right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, Arst. <laughs> science. Science. Um, Michael.
1: Hmm. Um, I think he's um, learning what faith is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's a, you know, he's
1: an, um, is the engineer architect. I forget what his job is. Or I don't know if we know at this point. I but think,
0: yeah, he was an artist and he like wanted to be an architect, but
1: he he's in construction, but he also believed yeah. that that raft would work based, based on his yes. construction. So I feel True. faith.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Walt, I think faith. I think, I think so as well. Yeah. I think he has faith in Michael. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Sawyer, That's a, <laughs> man of no shirt, right? Um,
1: man of breaching pride. I think he's begrudgingly faith. He has faith that this raft will get him off the rock, right? And we'll okay. real quick look at, at redemption
0: song, and and I think that might also put him yes into Saeed. Both. See, I'm I'm leaning on to science. Why why would you say both, Joe? He believes in He believes what Rousseau is saying. I don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I think because of Rousseau, he might be faith too, because he kind of has faith that he can get himself out or Aaron out of that situation by right knowing Rousseau. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph just captioned thinly veiled disdain. (laughs) So there's not even any thinly veiled. um... (laughs) She's not doing much, so I don't even know where to put her at this point. She's um, um. I guess I would say she has faith because she allows Saeed to take some of the emotional baggage that she was mm. carrying. Okay. Sure. Let's, um, let's go with that.
1: Um, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie has faith that he can save Aaron and be a hero for Claire. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely Charlie agree. has like blind faith in that. Yeah.
0: Yes. And then Claire. Faith that faith. Charlie will bring yeah. Aaron back. Um, we could also add Sun and Jin on here, but they're, they're not doing a whole lot this episode- what what do you guys think? I mean, I always tend to put Sun in science.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but but the way she talked to Shannon yeah. and Claire made me think that she has faith for change too, especially with Jin gone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then
0: what about Jin on the raft there, as well as in his flashback? I think he has faith now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So for Hurley's Walkman um sawyer sings redemption song by bob marley (laughs) i have a hard time saying marley because i say morally yeah it was likely chosen to emphasize recurring theme of redemption on the show the first lines although never sung aloud by sawyer match with walt being that's a spoiler thanks lawspedia exodus was also the name of a popular album by the same group although redemption song itself is not one of its tracks so I think this is definitely a spoiler section thing to talk about. So there's not really much else, right? We can so, say. So Sawyer definitely has a Bob Marley T-shirt, though, right? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, no. for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> um. Did they do the thing? No, they didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> That'd be weird. Which means. If if uh, they said the title of the episode in the episode, um, how many episodes since the last knockout? Zero. Wah, bringing wah. the counter back to zero, unfortunately. <laughs> does this episode pass the Bechtel test? I think it does. Hmm. We I had this conversation th- between <laughs> Shannon, Son, and Claire at the end there, where they weren't really talking. Like originally, she said something about Boone, but then she was talking about fate and punishment and stuff. Right.
1: If you treat
0: them as two separate conversations, then I would say yes, absolutely. But because Boone is the jumping off point for the conversation, I'd say not really. Hmm. I mean, I guess my thought is that, like, it's kind of like a pause before she says. It feels like this Boone thing was kind of just, like, her coming over and and wanting to start a conversation so she could ask this big question that she wanted to ask. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really feel like Boone was the reason why she was asking at all yeah. to me at least. but that does show that the writers didn't know how to bridge a gap between women without bringing up a man without first. Bringing Not up season a one that's for true. sure yeah 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 okay um so undecided yeah, close but no cigar, I would say yeah. um here's we would put listener thoughts uh like I say if. If you are even listening to this and we're like on season three or whatever and you have listener thoughts, send them in. We'd love to hear them. Um, yeah, whatever you want. It's cool. <laughs> Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we'd like to talk about that show too. Season four will come back event or season five will happen eventually. It'll be good. Yeah, just like at some point. Yeah. And if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show. Um we j- we're covering season 2 right now. Yeah. No yeah. dope. No. Yeah. Uh, you can follow at The Afficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, YouTube now, search The Afficionados and Instagram. We're just going all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and our Patreon is patreon.com/theafficionados. If you have anything to spare, we'd really appreciate it. It's expensive. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And Joe, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Thanks
1: for having me. I look forward to part three. Yeah, where can we find you? You can always find me at Cancer Gets Lost and at Joe Opinionated, which is me, Opinionated with a J. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and our next episode is going to be Exodus Part 3, which are we're just about to record. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna have Joe on again for that. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> You're welcome, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Bye.
1: Spoilers,
0: spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Welcome to the spoilers section. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Like, now we can speak freely. He, I always forget, yes, I'm like, exactly. wait, I should write shit down because I forget. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, I'm going to go in here and see what we've got here. So let's talk about the Black Rock.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God.
0: Sure was a slave ship, huh?
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the you know, I think everyone can agree that Abaterno is one of the best episodes of Lost. The Richard Alpert flashback. I totally agree. Yep. To, it was, I was blown away by what they were able to do, not only to sort of recreate, reconstruct, because I don't think they had that set sitting around for five seasons, but the, yeah. the Black Rock, the history of it, how it crashed on the island. It's insane, and it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it might be one of the best TV episodes ever made. I, you, A lot of people would agree with you with that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great episode. And Nestor did such a good oh job. I, I think at yeah. the time, my only complaint was that I think it was ill-timed, meaning like it was right before the end of the whole series. I wish we had gotten this in season five. Yeah. And the, say, mm, the same yeah. with Across the Sea, which is admittedly my one of my least favorite episodes of all time. That's a whole nother, yeah. I'll get back to you in season six on that. But I felt like it was amazing, but it sort of, the other episodes didn't add up in comparison because we were so into the flash sideways and then we get this. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting timing. And I feel like
0: that's a definite trend with final seasons of shows where it's like they finally realize they forgot to tell a story. So they shoehorn it in. Right. Mm-hmm. A- and they think like, oh, it'll give the audience a break. The audience doesn't want to no. break. They want to run breakneck at the finale. True story. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. Truth. Another one that I had. Ooh, I thought about this while I was rewatching today. Um, Jack, like, first of all, Kate is inside the Black Rock and she finds the explosives, and they say, "Ooh, let's take it outside." And Kate goes to pick it up, and Jack goes, "Um, no, you, I'll, I'll carry it." Okay, and I think that's foreshadowing about him going completely over her head, taking the explosives
1: instead. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I just um, we're all rolling our um, eyes I hate at that him. decision that's exactly yeah. what's happening. Even back in 2005 mm. when we were like rolling our eyes at that. Because it's yeah.
0: like, what reason does he have to like, he never justifies himself. So it continually makes me angry. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I believe it's Locke who uses the phrase fail safe. And that ends up being important at the end of next season. Um, the fail safe key is what like Desmond has. And and that's what blows up the hat. Right. Oh, I knew it was Desmond related. I was like, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kate and Locke are the ones who draw the short sticks and yet Jack goes over her head about that and does it instead. And there's a moment when they're leaving where Locke looks at Jack, where it's like, I'm pretty sure that Locke yeah, knows.
1: Stupid bro code. As well
0: as because the <laughs> order code. that he chooses is Jack, Kate, Hurley, Locke. So it would make more sense if, like, Jack is obviously putting him as himself as far away from Locke as possible. Right. Yep. Yeah. He's just, Um, he's not sly. But also, how do you think Locke figured it out?
1: Locke's so freaking smart, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's very intuitive. He's not smooth,
1: but he's smart.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think think he can just, like, sense it, maybe. Just, like, the difference of Jack's mannerisms, even. Like, or the way that he walks, even. Like, knowing, Jack knowing that there's something in his bag. And he knows that that's something that Jack would pull.
1: Totally. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Hurley asks, what's inside? His name is Desmond.
1: (laughs) Uh, Desmond. (laughs) And he's wonderful. Desmond Marcus Kane, to be specific.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we get there, our first look at the high bird. Um, so this giant bird has a call that sounds like Hurley. Hurley bird. And yeah, the Dharma Initiative, like, experimented on them. And that's what the bird well, is. Well, I mean,
1: listen, we know. I, now we're spoiled spoilers, we can say, in season three, they they basically yeah. go to the zoo island, to Hydra Island, which is where they had the underwater, um, and then they had the zoo on top, and there was a zoological station for Dharma. And so, yeah, the Hurley mm-hmm. bird was mechanical, I believe. Yo, I forgot about that. That just blew my mind. You are insane. <laughs> Do you want me to explain the polar bears down below, too, and how they turned the wheel into Tunisia and why Charlotte found their polar bear collar there? Because that's what they were brought to the island for? <laughs> Cause I, I will. All of that too. <laughs> I explain that almost every day to somebody, um, and I think I—I I mean, I would never make someone feel dumb. But I'm like, I thought it was pretty obvious, but I was explaining it, and people go, "I totally missed that."
0: I mean, these things are obvious, and like I watch them and I get them. It's just that I have the memory of a goldfish. I'm learning this about so you. F- yes. <laughs> so I will forget these things, and then it's a really nice surprise when I relearn. Them well, again. then
1: you're welcome. <laughs>
0: Claire scratched Rousseau and it's because Rousseau was trying to help Claire help, yeah. get back to uh the beach after Alex helped Claire get out of
1: the staff Dharma station. It's a nice twist on that, you know? We we all have, we weren't sure. We weren't sure where Rousseau was in, in terms of like good or yeah. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's
0: interesting that Alex and Russo kind of teamed up here, although they didn't know. Right? Yeah. 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 I really love the complexity of Russo. I love that everything that she does, I understand her motives 100%
1: of the time. I love that you're on par with Crazy French Lady. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that checks out.
0: Sun mentions that she almost believes that they're kind of being punished. So the reasons why, I mean, Sun has done a bunch of... Not great things in her life, but I think she's probably maini- mainly thinking about her affair. Right, but compared to what other people have done, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not, I mean, you know, don't have affairs, but, you know, also don't kill people, so you know she's on the okay side. watching yeah. that
1: scene yesterday, I was struck by something, which is that now knowing what we know about Jacob and bringing people to the island and how, who winds up being a candidate... Um, early mm-hmm. on, I mean, son is one of the first people besides Locke to just know that there's something bigger at play and then to express that in her own yeah. way and to think that either, you know, it's a punishment, but then she gets pregnant. So that's a gift And I just think that I think in a weird way, Jacob was probably proud of her from like yeah. the, her, the way when these people make the choices they do on the island and the way that they advance as human beings. And I, I like to think that Jacob has some way of watching their progress.
0: I think Jacob low-key kind of picks favorites. Totally, yeah. Oh, I think absolutely, and and that's an interesting sentiment of it of her becoming pregnant being a gift because I think about the fact that Jacob doesn't allow people who have become mothers yep. to be candidates anymore. Mm-hmm. So I always think of of him m- making son pregnant kind of a way of him being like you're released from this. You don't have to be a candidate But then we, have, we yeah. have to get to
1: the controversial way that Jin and Sun die, then and leaving their child behind. Yeah. Is that something he knew that would happen? Yeah. That's the choice they're going to make is each other, you know? Yeah, that's right. There's so many layers to it and I, of uh, of the many, uh, that's not many, there are very few things that I feel unresolved on Lost that I wish that we had more of Sun as one of them. And I feel like yep. she mm-hmm. has such a potential to be a badass. And also, yeah. um, I'm not sure... I still don't know if I buy them both dying together and not even mentioning their child also. But then you go to the finale. Yeah, that bothers me You go a to the finale. Aaron's in the church. Gian is not. Because what the church is, is, it represents the best times of their lives, the times they spent together. Yep. And that was not when they had the baby. Yeah. So it kind yes. of counter... So Gian is in a church with somebody else. If Gian is waiting. Yes.
0: Yeah. But that's just, that That basically kind of, I mean, did Sun ever mention when they got married that she wanted kids? Like, did Sun ever want to be a mother? We don't know.
1: I don't think we know.
0: Um, Jin had a whole thing about how he really wanted to be a dad. And like, when they figured out that they had some fertility issues, he was really upset. But I don't think Sun ever made the sentiment of really wanting to be a mother. I think it was Jin saying, if we have a child, your dad might lay up, like, stop, making me do terrible things
1: is why he wanted a kid or we could be better okay. we could be better parents than our own if we have our own exactly the juliet and david oh, of it all anyway
0: yeah they talk about how how did the island
1: not get discovered because uh-huh. it's a magic island
0: and it moves it totally,
1: i was thinking about that when they look back at the island i'm like yeah you're just on the other side of it you're really floating yeah yeah <laughs> you <laughs> have <laughs> you haven't gone anywhere yeah, nor will you <laughs> yeah it's so depressing it is because it's such a pretty raft and you know uh-huh. they, they, they worked so hard
0: best. Um, Michael says that he will never come back to the island, and although he never really sets foot on the island again, he does, like, come around the vicinity of the island. Although, you know, he does end up on the island for eternity as one of the whispers. Oh, that's right. And, uh, then we talk about Redemption Song. Michael kind of got the short end of the stick there. He He did. Yeah.
1: But he also shot two people, so. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, you're right. And
0: he he went on that he went on that ship to kill everybody with the bomb. And I'm sure a lot of people were still on the ship when the bomb went off. Right.
1: Who died? Right.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about redemption song. Okay. Joe, I feel like you're the one who had who would have the most
1: thoughts about this. I just this, think it's so super on the it. nose, given what happens to especially with Sawyer. <laughs> with Sawyer being like, yeah. you know, because when Michael and him have the conversation about like, and he's like, "I ain't no hero, bro." It's like, well, actually, you wind up becoming one, and you are. You have a redemption. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I just think it's an interesting. Yeah. Uh, laying of the map, whether uh, they meant it or not, because it just it's just right in retrospect, it's on the nose. At the time, you're like, ha ha ha, Sawyer and Redemption—that's not happening. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So maybe it was like two on the nose,
1: perhaps, or maybe they didn't really know. It. They probably didn't know to use that until the end, but yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel yeah. that. Charlie
0: calls. Oh no, Lily calls Charlie pathetic, and then Charlie calls Rousseau pathetic. Um, next episode. Is that the only roast that these people have? I know. I guess.
1: It's so tame compared to what we watch now that it's kind of funny.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, or like the things that you see on the internet and you're like, oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah. But- um, my last spoiler thought was just that Michael asks his mom if she'll take Walt. And then once they come back to the island, we see in, I believe it's Meet Kevin yeah. Johnson, where uh she yeah. did. Yeah. She took over. Yeah. And I think like the difference there is Michael had really proven himself to be like a dedicated father on the island. Yeah, But then he went off the deep end afterwards. And so she was like, you're not. Yeah. Then you're not fit. Yeah. I kind of forgot. Michael went off the deep end. (laughs) Yeah. That's not fair to some serious, sad times. Yeah. There were so many other places they could have taken
1: Michael. I think that Harold Parano would agree with you strongly. Yeah. 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 Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he harbors any ill will toward the show, but I think that we are all on the same page.
0: Yeah, those are all my spoiler thoughts. Does anyone have any last words before we just do our outro here? No, because I forget if I'm
1: going to spoil something from the next episode, so I'll just hold on.
0: Mood. Okay, (laughs) that's fair. Okay, well, Joe, thank you so much for coming. We'll see you in like a couple hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for having me, letting me ramble on. And uh, I think I told all my good stories in the last podcast, but but I will try and think of some relevant ones for the next one. Sure.
0: I mean, their stories are great, but your insights are also like, fantastic so
1: quote insights sure i'm I'm remembering it as i go too but thank you (laughs) (laughs) well you're bullshit. Thank very i am a pro at that
0: (laughs) and do you want to remind us where we can find you on the internet one more time
1: sure friends you can always find me (laughs) at cancer gets lost we'll just leave it there because that's all that matters
0: that's fair um you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-b-y-n-e-j-e-f-f-r-e-y pretty much everywhere and you can follow me at Britannia, which is b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-a with an underscore at the end you can follow at the Afficionados on a whole heckin' bunch of places. Just, just search just it. Just Google it. Yeah, and <laughs> <At> our Patreon, Patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash the Afficionados. If you have a dollar to spare, SoundCloud costs a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we love um, you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. bye. I teach high school, Pally.